Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarudda Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wahdahu la sharika la Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasih Al-Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah We continue going over the tremendous book By the Fudil al-Shaykh Al-Allama Al-Shaykh Abdul-Aziz bin Abdullah bin Baz Rahimuhullahu Ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus Muhamma Li'amatil Ummah Important Lessons For the General Muslim Or the General Masses of the Muslim For the Muslim Nation yani, Or the General Muslim Now yani, uh, we are still on the section which deals with the the pillars of Iman Al-Arkan Arkanul Iman The pillars of Iman The pillars of faith This this book is a book that is of tremendous importance that Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he gave much attention to it. He was always revising it, as was aforementioned in previous classes. He would revise this book often, so much so that it has been stated that the final time that he revised this book was actually the year that he passed away, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. And this was the, and this is the nuskha that the Fudil to Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Razak bin Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Al Abad Al Badr, Hidhumullah Ta'ala, used in his explanation, in which we're reading. It is incumbent, especially in this era and this time that we live in, where there are a lot of distractions that we focus in on those things that are, will benefit us and that are beneficial to us. As we find many of the things that people focus in on during these days are things which do not benefit them, but if anything are things that are detrimental unto them. So it is incumbent that we focus in on those things that will benefit us. Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in that famous hadith, Ihras ala ma yanfa'uk. Be very diligent in doing that which benefits you. Be very diligent in seeking after that which benefits you. Naam. And bila shakku bila raib. An individual having knowledge about the fundamentals of their religion, having knowledge about those things in which they are obliged to have knowledge about, benefits them. Naam. And these are the things in which they, uh, yani, have to strive so that they may benefit from them bi ta'ala from those 
is reflecting and pondering over the Qur'an, reflecting and pondering over the Book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's much benefit that is contained therein. As relates to these articles of faith, or these pillars of faith, the six pillars of faith, as Shaykh Abdul Razak, ta'ala, he mentions, وَالْقُرْآنُ الْكَرِيمُ بُيِّنَتْ فِيهِ هَذِهِ الْأُصُولِ That the Qur'an, the noble Qur'an, inside of it, these principles, نعم, أصول, نعم, these principles, these foundations, they are explained therein in the most perfect of ways. In the most perfect of ways. Naam. Wa Ijmalan wa It is explained in the most perfect of ways, very comprehensively, in general and in detail. They explain certain places in a general fashion, other places in a detailed fashion. They are explained completely inside of Allah's book. وَكَذَلِكَ سُنَّةُ النَّبِيِّ الْكِرِيمِ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَالسَّلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ And also inside of the sunnah of the noble prophet صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَالسَّلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ It is explained therein. For example, as it comes in the hadith of Jibreel, they are clearly stated the articles of Iman in the hadith of Jibreel. Naam. When Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, فَاخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ Inform me about Iman. To which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, اِنْتُمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَانْتُمِنَ بِالْيَوْمُ الْآخِرِ وَانْتُمِنَ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ with the Prophet ﷺ, he responded by saying, It is to believe in Allah. When Jibreel asked him and informed me about Iman, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, It is to believe in Allah, in His angels, in His books, in the Day of Judgment, and in Qadr Khayrihi wa Sharrih, in His angels, and to believe in Allah, in His angels, in His books, in His messengers the Day of Judgment, and to believe in Qadr, the good and bad of it. Naam. As it comes in the hadith, the hadith of Ibn Umar, فِيمَا رَوَاهُ مُسْلِمْ فِي الصَّحِيحِ In the hadith, it comes in the hadith of Ibn Umar, and that which Imam Muslim, he brings aside of his collection of authentic hadith. So here inside of this hadith is clear. The Prophet ﷺ, he stated the six pillars of Iman. Naam. So, it is, it is important for every Muslim is that we know the delil. We know the delil. So the person they come and they ask us, you're saying that the pillars of Islam, or excuse me, the pillars of Iman, then they are six. What's the delil that they are six? Then we point them to this hadith. Also, if they were to come to us and say, the pillars of Islam, you say that they are five. What's the proof? Does anyone know? What is the proof? What is one of the proofs from the proofs is what? Huh? 
It's like a trick question. No, the pillars of Islam are five. Someone comes and say, you say the pillars of Islam are five. Naam. And they are, and they mention them, the shahada, the salah, so on and so forth. What's the proof and evidence for the six articles of faith, or for the six pillars of faith? And we mentioned the hadith of Jibreel, where Jibreel asked the Prophet وسلم, inform me about iman, inform me about faith, in which the Prophet وسلم, he answered him, mentioning these six pillars of faith, of iman. Naam. So now if a person would have come to say, you also mentioned that the pillars of Islam are five. The shahada, salat, to the end of them. What's the proof for that? I gave you a hint, it's obvious. What's the proof for it? Online, the sisters, they answer, they beat you. <laughs> now, mm. ah, the brothers in Canada, who knows? Mm. The same hadith. Ayo, now, Hassan, the same hadith. Hadith Jibreel. <laughs> It's from the proofs. Why? Because before Jibreel alayhi wasalam, asked the Prophet وسلم, uh, to inform him about Iman, he asked him to inform him about Islam. And Muhammad Fathbirani al Islam. Then the Prophet he mentioned the five pillars of Islam. Right? So this is from the these are from the proofs and evidences. As you will find that the Articles of Iman and the Articles of Islam They are mentioned inside of the Quran And they are mentioned inside of the Sunnah of the Prophet But see as Muslims This is something that it behooves us to know about it Right? The, and, 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 and when one looks at this Then they start maybe to have a better appreciation For the collection of Ahadith And in particular the collection of Ahadith the 40 hadith of Imam and Nawawi because in these 40 hadith of Imam and Nawawi he brings inside of them the hadith that mention the pillars and the foundations the foundational principles of the religion the foundational principles of the religion because you hear people all the time talking about qawaid, yeah, principles, right? And usul, the foundations. And you will find that the foundations of Islam, the foundations of Salafiyyah, because they're the same, right? Or are they different? Hmm. Huh? The foundations of Salafiyyah, al qawaid, usul of Salafiyyah, qawaid, da'wah of Salafiyyah. Are they different from the qawaid of the deen of Islam? Are they different or are they the same? Hmm? They're the same. You sure? The deen is Salafi. Ayyoh, nah, they're the same. The deen is Salafi. And Islam, who was Sunnah, was Sunnah, he Islam. Islam, who was Salafi, was Salafi, he Islam. So they're the same. So you find in the pillars of what? You find, excuse me, you find in Arba'in and Nawiyah, you find in the 40 hadith of Imam and Nawiyah, that he brings a hadith, in all of the hadith you find a principle from the religion. You find a principle from the deen inside of that 
in those hadith. Naam. So these hadith are of extreme importance, extreme importance, because you have in them those principles that deal with the aqidah, that deal with the minhaj, that deal with the akhlaq, that deal with mu'amala. Naam. Uh, yani, uh, that deal with our our creed, that deal with our methodology, that deal with the yani, fiqh, that deal with fiqh, that deal with our interactions, so on and so that deal with our character. Now, all inside what forty hadith, it's tremendous. If a person were to memorize the forty hadith and they were to understand forty hadith extremely well, they were to understand the forty hadith extremely well. They will have a richer understanding of the religion than a person who would memorize the same number of hadith from Sahil Bukhari. Meaning, from the first hadith of Sahil Bukhari until you match that which is contained inside the 40 hadith. The person who memorizes the 40 hadith of Memonoi and who understood them will have a better un- overall understanding of the principles of the religion than a person who, mem- who started memorizing from, from Sahil Bukhari and then went in order like that. Why? Because Imam al-Nawi, he collected the hadith that were jawami al-kalam, the hadith that, that were short in their articulations or that they were encompassing. They had, their, their meaning was vast inside of the articulations of those narrations. And this is why the ulama, they encouraged the student to begin with the memorization of these hadith. Why? Just because there's there forty samad hadith and they're, and, and they're small in number, no. Because these hadith have principles in them, have principles in them, and it's unfortunate. But a lot of times you have individuals talking about the principles of Islam, the principles of Darius and Afiyah, so on and so forth, but they are unaware of actually what the principles are. They just speak about it in a abstract general manner but when you ask them okay well then mention to me some of the principles of a da'wah salafiyah they can't mention mention some of the principles of Islam they can't mention and then when they don't have these principles to apply to their life they wonder why their life is so chaotic things come up in life you need to apply principles to it so you have an escape from that particular thing you don't have the tools to escape so you're stuck in foolishness you're stuck in nonsense. Why? Because you don't have the principles. You have the principles. Not it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a trap for a person with the principles because he knows how to step around it. Because he has the principles, so he knows he knows to pay attention to that. He has the principles, right? So the forty hadith is extremely important. These are something that we should be. Yeah, and really spending a lot of our time with it and really learning the principles of the deen of al-Islam, the principles of a da'wah salafiyya and, 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 and applying them so that we may truly benefit bin ilahi ta'ala. Coming back, the Fadilat to shaykh Sheikh Abdul Razak, he mentions that the Qur'an explains the articles of Iman. Naam, that the Qur'an explains the articles of Iman. And also, too, before we go on further, because you know you have any, you have shayateen, you have devils out there, right, who discourage from the studying of aqidah and discourage from the studying of yani, the creed yeah, and so on and so forth. And they try to trivialize it, saying, oh, you can learn that in a very short period of time. You can learn this in a very short period of time. Uh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time learning it. From these shayateen, from the humans who say the likes of this stuff so as to push people away from concentrating and learning their, their creed correctly is the likes of Hamza Yusuf and his statement I believe is, is well known 
If you don't know it, don't look for it. And it, you know, it's enough to know that he discourages people from studying aqidah in depth and detail. He calls it a sickness. He's sick. That's the reality. In any event, the point is, is that what? Don't allow the shayateen to come to you from the humans uh, and to try to dissuade you from learning your aqidah. And don't allow them to come to you to say, you already know this. This is already known, so let's move on to other things. Because, and I'm saying this to say this, why? Because if you were to sit down and ask the the, the common Muslim, remember this book is Durus Muhammad Al-Amat Al-Ummah, important lessons for the general Muslims, right? If you were to ask a general Muslim about the articles of Iman, you will be shockingly surprised to find that they can't go in depth and detail with you as relates to them. But they say it's easy, you can memorize them in, in, in five minutes, right? But you can understand them fully in five minutes? They're, 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 they're the foundations. From those foundations, they, 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 they sprout out different things. You, you, you know them in depth and detail in five minutes? No, not at all. So it is incumbent that we, that we test ourselves, that we don't look and worry about this one and that one, but we look into ourselves, into our own families, and to try to strengthen ourselves, strengthen our families, and then those who we can help from our brothers, our neighbors, so on and so forth. Ask yourself, how much do you really know about the articles of Iman, about the Arkan of Iman? How much do you really know? Could you bring the Arkan of Iman with the proofs and the evidences? But adillah, naam, could you show from the Quran where is mentioned inside of the Quran the adillah for that the point to the arkan of iman? Do you have a true depth and knowledge understanding of the arkan of iman? And if the answer is no, that's a problem because we're talking about iman. Iman. Naam. Allah Ta'ala inside of his noble book, he says, Wal asr, inna by the, by the time, verily human beings are in a state of loss. That all of mankind is in a state of loss, except for who? Except for those who believe. We're talking about Iman, believe. That Iman is built upon knowledge. Iman is not built upon jahl, it's not built upon khurafat, it's not built upon superstitions, it's built upon ilm, built upon knowledge. How can you believe in something that you're ignorant about? You can't. You can't believe in it, because you don't know about it. So you have to know about it. So it requires you have knowledge. Naam, knowledge of what? Ilm billah wa malaikati wa kutubihi in billah wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa yawm al-akhir wa qadr khayrihi wa sharri naam that you have proper belief in Allah and his angels and his books and his messengers in the day of judgment and qadr khayrihi wa sharri it's important it's changing life it's changing your life right so the point is is that I want all of us to bear this in mind because the shaytan and he'll come and distract you. The shaitan from the shayateen and even jinn, they'll come and distract you. Person, and he might hear the likes of this, or be reading through the likes of this text, and then his mind starts to wander, wander, right? Starts to wander because somewhere in the back of his mind, the shaitan is whispering to him, "This is simple. You, you know, why don't you do something more complicated? Why don't you do something more complex? Why don't you do something, you know, more that's more of a challenge? You've been Muslim for so many years. Why are you wasting your time with this? You already know that. You understand?" Don't let the shaitan come to you like this. As Sheikh Saleh Abdaziz Al-Sheikh, he mentioned, 
Praise is about the repetition of knowledge. Repetition of knowledge. He says that, uh, yani, the one who the one who says he knows is, is is ignorant, and he has missed out on much. Just because you read something once, yani, read it again. Why? He said because the second reading is not like the first reading, and the third reading is not like the second reading, and the fourth reading is not like the third reading. Every time you read it, you're going to see something new. You're going to learn something different, and 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 yani, and uh, you're going to either learn something new, you're going to see something different, or you're going to be adding uh, certainty on top of certainty. Now, I'm so it benefits you. It benefits you. Right? So just keep that in mind, inshallah ta'ala. So so the Shaykh he goes on and he mentions he goes on and he mentions he says uh, that inside of the Quran these fundamental principles or these usul, these pillars, the nail of Iman, then they are mentioned. Right? And he says uh, yeah, and he, uh, uh, in, in various places And he starts to bring some, some examples of places in the Qur'an where they are mentioned Then he starts to bring some examples in the Qur'an where they are mentioned He says And the first of this Is that that which comes in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah right? Now, I want everyone just to be honest with themselves You don't have to answer out loud But answer to yourself In the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah we're talking at the, the beginning, very beginning. Alif Lamim. Zalik al Kita'a. Now, Alif Lamim. Zalik al Kita'a. La Rayba Fi. Huda Lil Muttaqin. Ma'am. Tay. You see, Marach is important. Allah was tired. Now, in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, the beginning, the onset of it, how many of us have read this, memorized it? But I want you to ask yourself and to be honest with yourself, have you ever seen what the Shaykh is going to mention? Now, have you ever seen what the Shaykh Ta'ala is uh, going to mention at the the offset of Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah Azza wa Jal inside of the Shemindu Surah in the beginning he says Alif Lam Mim Alif Lam Mim Naam Thalika Al-Kitabu La Rayba Fi Hudan Lil Muttaqeen This is the book wherein there is no doubt a guidance for those who have taqwa. A guidance for those who have taqwa. Allah Ta'ala He says, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ Those who believe in the unseen. وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ And they establish the prayer. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And they spend from that which they have been given. Naam. وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ And those who believe in that which has been revealed unto you وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ And they believe in that which was revealed يعني, before you وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُقِنُونَ And in the hereafter, they have certainty Allah Ta'ala, He says about these individuals أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَىٰ هُدًا مِّن رَبِّهِمْ That these are the ones who are upon guidance from their Lord وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And these are the ones who are the successful They are the successful نعم 
In those five ayat, in those five ayat, they are a proof for the pillars of Iman. They are proof for the pillars of Iman. Ma'am? Now this is what I want everyone to ask themselves. Honestly to themselves. Who has picked up on that before this time? Who has noticed that prior to now? That all six, these ayat are proof for them. Who has picked up on that prior to now? <laughs> you see? So is it important that we study and reflect over the Quran? Yes, no doubt. How many people know about all these other intricate stuff intricately inside their life? Right? Every Ramadan they read, you know, in inshallah ta'ala even more than that, but they read through the Quran. From cover to cover. And Bidnilahi Ta'ala throughout the year as well. How many times have we heard this surah? The beginning of this surah? How many times have we recited it? How many times have we read it? But have we ever caught that point? Right? Now, I'm saying this to say is that this use that as a motivation, use that as fuel for what? To focus in on that which benefits you. Because how many people can tell you intricately about this, intricately about that, and stuff that really don't benefit them? Right? They can get into, you know, matters that don't concern them. They can get into matters that don't concern them. For example, how many people can tell you about some fitna? It's a fitna between this sheikh and that sheikh. And this sheikh said this about that sheikh. And we're not talking about the sheikh making refutation upon Ahl Bid'ah. We're not talking about that. I don't want anyone to ever think we're talking about that. That's, 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 that's from the deen. Refuting innovation is from the deen. Refuting the innovator. Na'am is from the deen. Na'am is from the deen. We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of refuting falsehood and refuting the people of falsehood. Na'am. So I don't want anyone to think we're talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those ikhtilafat that may exist between Ahl Sunnah. People get into the intricacies. Now, and this is keeping in mind that Sheikh Fozani mentioned that what? When you have issues like this, this is between the scholars. Issue between the scholars, between the scholars. Anyone outside the scholars speaking about it, make it worse. The scholars that deal with it, right? But the point is, how many people know intricately about this Sheikh said and that Sheikh said and this Sheikh is this and that Sheikh is that and that? To the end of it, details. But then when it comes to things that really concern them, right? They don't know about it. Going back to 40 hadith, it's a principle from the religion. What's one of the principles of the religion? That from the person's good Islam, he leaves alone that which don't concern him. That's a principle of the redeemed. That's a principle of Salafiyah. They leave alone that which don't concern them. The ulama, they, they, they explain, they mention that the meaning of that which does not benefit him. That which does not Ish benefit Naam. Inshallah, I think yeah, we get the point. Inshallah, <coughs> we get the point. The Shaykh Fuzani mentions, he says, Haythu Yaqul Rabbuna, Tabarak wa Ta'ala, he says, when, when our Lord, the most blessed, the most high, he says, Buddha lil muttaqeen, yani guidance for. Mankind, 
Naam, a guidance of mankind. What's the guidance of mankind? The Quran. This is the book wherein there is no 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 doubt. The guidance for those who fear Allah, those who have taqwa. Those who they believe in the unseen, they give the uh, they establish the prayer, they give from that which they have been given. And they believe in that which was revealed يعني, to you and that which was revealed before you. Naam. And in the hereafter, they have a certain knowledge. These are the ones who they are upon guidance from their Lord. And these are the ones who they are the successful. فَهَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ الكريمات ذكرت فيها هذه الأصول العظيمة. He says in these ayat they are mentioned in them these tremendous great pillars. يعني أصول principles meaning what pillars. والأصول المتينة and the great strong foundation. وصفا لعباد الله تبارك وتعالى المتقين. As a description, yani, for the slaves of Allah, the most high, the, mo- the most blessed, the most lofty, those who have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهَذَا فِيهِ أَنَّ أَسَاسِ التَّقْوَى أَلَّذِي عَلَيْهِ تُبْنَى وَأَصْلَهَا أَلَّذِي عَلَيْهِ تَقُومُ هُوَ الْإِعْتِقَادِ الصَّحِيحِ Stemiru. He says in that, is that inside of it, we see that the foundation for taqwa, the foundation for taqwa, the muttaqun, those are the ones who have what? Taqwa. They have taqwa. They have يعني, taqwa. I don't, I don't even want to translate it because it, يعني, taqwa. You know taqwa, right? Why is taqwa important? Why you want to be from the muttaqin? Why? Allahumma ja'ala min al-muttaqin. Allah make us from those who fear him. If you go through the Quran and look what's for the muttaqin, Allah, Allah Ta'ala says, mafaza. That verily for those who have taqwa is mafaza. What mafaza? Jannat. Jannah. Jannah is for who? The muttaqin. So you want to be from those who have taqwa. Jannah is for them. So what's the foundation of taqwa? Once you find out what's the foundation of taqwa, now you understand the significance of taqwa. It takes maybe you have more appreciation for it. What's the significance of having taqwa? What's the what's the what's the importance of taqwa in the life of the, of the believer? It's tremendous. That's it right there. You want to have taqwa. So now, what's the foundation of taqwa? Is what? And and, and what is that? And what's the taqwa is built upon? What's the foundation that taqwa is built upon? Is the correct belief. The correct belief. I'tiqad al-sahih is the correct belief. Naam. Correct belief in what? Bihadihi al-usul al-alimah. The correct belief in these tremendous pillars. The pillars of iman. Naam. Wada'a'im al-matina al-lati yakumu alayha al-iman. And it is the foundation on which iman is built upon. Because as of yet a person says, okay, but we still ain't seeing where where in it is it mentioned these 
articles of iman where where do we see it yani from these uh, from these from these from these uh, ayat he says wa qawlu subhanahu wa ta'ala in allah ta'ala statement alladhina yu'minuna bil ghaib and those who believe in the unseen those who believe in the unseen naam the unseen ay الذين يؤمنون بكل ما غاب عنهم those who believe in everything that which يعني is unseen unto them مما أخبرته به رسول الله from that which they have been informed by the messengers of Allah نعم that which they have been informed by the messengers of Allah this iman and that which is unseen is tremendous maybe we don't understand the level of it but it's tremendous it is it is it is yani it is something that yani is from the best is from the best of iman the belief in what in the unseen wa hadha min akmal awsaf almu'minin wa ajalliha and belief in the unseen is from the most complete characteristic of the believers and is from the most noble of the characteristics of the believers is to believe in the unseen it's to believe in the unseen is from the most complete and it is from the most um, noble characteristic of the believers ma'am because that belief in the unseen is based upon that which the prophets and the messengers they have informed us about that's what is that's what is built on that's our delil when it comes to those matters of uh, uh, from the unseen is what is allah said the prophet sallallahu said qala allah qala rasulullah naam it's very important and i want to and i want to and i want to yani sidetrack but not really and say what enters into belief in the unseen as Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan he mentioned is that any anything that happened really 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 far in the past then this will enter into belief in the unseen right so for example when people start talking about things that happened millions and millions and millions and millions of years ago then we know that all of that stuff in which they are saying is 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 one is speculative it's speculative there's no way they can know with certainty why because it happened so long ago it's from the unseen it's from the unseen so and this is important especially for those who are studying interdisciplinary studies and things of this nature uh, secular studies another term for that is that you have and especially in physics and you know, these type of classes and so on and so forth and they start in any uh, astrophysics and all this type of stuff they start speaking about things in this nature you know what happened way back when and so on and so forth millions and 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 millions of years ago and they speak like they have certainty it's learning they don't how they know for certain <laughs> they didn't see the creation of themselves let alone the creation of the heavens and the earth so how do they, they know for certain they don't know but they come across like they do know and unfortunately some of the muslims they get tricked Uh, yeah, well, it's because of the confidence, the, the presentation, the propaganda, whatever the case is, and 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 they start talking about these things as if they're certain as well. Because oh, this man is certain, and he's an astrophysicist, and he's a, he's, a, he's a, but I don't care what does that mean, right? And I couldn't have the point is is that 
these things enter into the matters of the unseen. So for the believer, from the characteristics of the believer, is that we believe in the unseen. Allah Ta'ala, He tells us about something. Khalas. We don't have to understand it. We don't have to comprehend it. Allah said it. That's the way it is. The Prophet Sallallahu tells us about something. We don't have to understand it. The Prophet Sallallahu said it. That's the way it is. That's what my deen. That's what my deen. The Prophet Sallallahu said it. It's as he said it. Man, that's the way it is. If he said it, then it's true. Because he saw Allah, he said it. And the only human being that has that status for us is who? Is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is it? Because he is conveying to us from his Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the Prophet sallallahu says something, khalas. Sami'na wa ta'na. We hear we obey. We don't, we don't argue with it. We take it. It's not subject to be rejected at all. It's not subject to be rejected. That's how it is with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is one of the principles of what? Of what? This is not, this is not a rhetorical question. <laughs> huh? Now, it's from Muhammad It's from Muhammad Rasulullah. Now, the interest in that was necessitated by the belief of Muhammad Rasulullah. That Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. Now, sent. It's from, and it's also what a principle of our what? Religion. Sah? It's also principle of Salafiyya. Right? Correct? Now, you would think that this is like Salafiyya 101. That the Prophet وسلم, is the human being that when he says something, is not subject for any debate. It's not subject to be rejected. We accept it hands down. No questions asked. The Prophet said it. The way he said it, we accept it is true. That's only for him. Is that the case for Abu Bakr? No. Huh? No. It's only for Rasulullah. Rasul Everyone has an opinion that could be either accepted or rejected, except for the Prophet. Nah, my son. See you. That's 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 the Deen 101, right? Everyone everyone's opinion can be accepted or rejected except for the Prophet Sallallahu as, as Imam Malik used to he used to often say, Yani kunu yukhal me kawli wa yurat ila sahib had the qabr wa yishiru the qabr nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. everyone's statement could be accepted or rejected except for the companion of this grave and he used to point to the grave of, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The only Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is from the human beings. That his statement is, is accepted. It, it's not subject to be rejected. Anyone else, you can accept it, you can reject it. What's the criterion of accepting and rejecting? So, so now let's go back to Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr is Siddiq, He is the best of the believers, right? After who? After the Prophet, and who else? The other believers better than Abu Bakr. The other believers way better than Abu Bakr. Hands down. Who else is way better than Abu Bakr? Huh? After you? So you said before. Before, right? I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say. Abu Bakr. Nope. No, Abu Bakr is better than Abu Bakr. Again, it's it's. I'm getting hint. Sometimes the simplest questions are the hardest. Nope. Abu Bakr is better than Omar. No, no, Abu Bakr is better than all of them. I don't know. Abu Bakr is better than Ali. Abu Bakr is better than Aisha. Abu Bakr is better than Bilal. Abu Bakr is better than all the Sahaba. 
He's better than Rahman too. Ah. Fadal. Ayyuh Ahsant. The other prophets. The prophets and the messengers are better than Abu Bakr. But after the prophets and the messengers, Abu Bakr is the best human being ever. And I want you to understand this. After the prophets and the messengers, Abu Bakr is the best human being ever. But with that being the case, his statements are still subject to be rejected. Based on what? What's the criterion? When will we reject the statement of Abu Bakr? If it goes against the Sunnah, if it goes against the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu meaning that what? Because of Abu Bakr, Hashirullah, he would he would never intentionally go against the Prophet Sallallahu But if he made an ishtihad that was caught, that was ishtihad, he tried hard, he didn't have a direct statement from the Prophet Sallallahu He made an ishtihad that was that 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 contradicted what the Prophet Sallallahu said. Then what? Then we're gonna go with the Prophet because we don't put anyone's statement in front of the statement of the Prophet Now, as relates to status, whose status is better than Abu Bakr from this Ummah, from the from the meaning from the from the believers, from the from the other Sahaba and those generation that came after? None, none has a higher status than Abu Bakr from us. The only ones we mentioned that has a better status than Abu Bakr is who? Is the prophets and the messengers, right? Is this not Salafi and one on one? Correct? Is it not? It is. Okay. The other four Ibar, I mean the other yani, uh, four Khulafa, their status is tremendous. Right? But do we ever have ever in the history of Islam that any of the Sahaba said is like this because Abu Bakr said it and that's it? And when you say, what's the Dalil? You don't know who Abu Bakr is? No, you say, what's the Dalil? They must don't know who Abu Bakr is. Has anyone ever said that? Huh? No one. No one has ever said that. You know, they don't know the knowledge of Abu Bakr? Yeah, we know knowledge of Abu Bakr, but what does that have to do with, with this? We don't put anyone's statement in front of the statement of the Prophet Period. Right? One of the Sahabi, he said, What? When, when someone said, But Abu Bakr and, and Umar, he said, I'm scared the sky is going to fall down. I'm saying, Qur Rasulullah, and you saying that Abu Bakr and Umar said? Right? This, this, this Adin, is it not? Okay, the four Imams, how great are the four Imams? They're tremendous. They're tremendous, hands down. I don't think there's a single scholar in the world today will say that. There are people, there are early mats today that are better than the four Imams. More influential than the four Imams. Have more aim about the deen than the four Imams. I don't think there's anyone in the world right now who will make that claim about anybody who's alive right now. I don't believe so. Wallahu a'lam wa a'lam. I don't believe a person yani, will make that claim. Ever. Because their status is known. Correct? Right or wrong? Their status is known or is it not known? It's known. But with that is the case, could a person come in and say, but Abu Hanifa said, that's it. Is that a hujjah? Huh? But but the status of Abu Hanifa, look at his status. You don't know who Abu Hanifa is? What about Imam Malik? 
Can we say, but Imam Malik, that's the Imam of Darul Hijrah. He said it. That's enough, right? You don't know who, he, who is Imam Malik? Has anyone said that? Huh? Well, no, people do say it. But we don't give them credence. Though blind followers of the Madhahib, don't they say stuff like that? But, but Imam Malik said, but we don't accept it, do we? Say, well, it's, it's, it's about the proofs and the evidences. Imam Malik himself taught us what? Everyone's statement can be accepted or rejected. Therefore, Imams themselves taught us, if I say something that's contrary to the Sunnah, they throw it, I say it away. That's what they taught us. Because that's, 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 that's the principles of the religion. Those people who have exaggeration as relates to them, we don't accept it. We say, no, we don't accept that. Why? That's not from the deen. But why? Why? Because if, 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 if that wasn't the case for Abu Bakr, how is it going to be the case for Imam Ahmed? If no one from the Sahaba ever utilized a person's status as a proof and evidence, how in the world can anyone else utilize a person's status as proof and evidence? Is that sound like that's from Sunnah? Or that sound like that's from Sufiya? Can the Sufis do that? The blind followers do that. The people who are straight, they do that. That's not what Ahlul Sunnah do. No, we base everything upon the proofs and the evidences. Even we've been taught by our scholars, be it Sheikh Rabi'i, be it Sheikh Al-Bari, Imam Al-Bari, Imam Ibn Baz, Imam Muqbal, Imam Rutaymi, so on and so forth. And those who were before them from previous to our time. The likes of Sheikh Hussam Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim, Imam Al-Babrahari, Imam Ahmad, so on and so forth. The, the Imma, the Sahaba themselves, taught us that what? That we base our judgments, we base everything upon the book and the Sunnah. That's what the proof is. The book and the Sunnah, Ijma'ah. Ma'am, anything outside of that is subject to it, and we have to wait. Not saying that, and, and, and I don't want anyone to understand it, but not saying that we're saying, oh, we're from the people who can weigh the proofs and the evidence to make a decision, and so on and so forth. No, we're not saying this. But what I'm saying is that statements have to come with their proofs and their evidences. Anything outside of that, they, it's, just not, it's just not taken like that. And then you can't come and say, oh, but the Sheikh, you don't know the, the, status, the status of the Sheikh? The status of the Sheikh, I said, oh, Sheikh said, okay. Based on what? Oh, I had a right to ask that question. But then, if a person come and they say, but Imam, but Imam, but Imam, but Imam Ahmed says this, it comes a riwayah inside of the madhab, Imam Ahmed, he said this. Okay, I don't have the right to say, but based on what? What's the proof? Why, you know, what's the proof for that statement? Where did that come from? I don't have the right to say that. That's disrespectful? We're going to say, no, it's not disrespectful for Imam Ahmed. Okay, so it's disrespectful for uh, 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 one of the imams of our day and time? What happened? I thought we had consistency inside of our uh, deen. Truth is consistent. When you start seeing inconsistencies, this is, this is indicative of what? Something's not right. Something's not true. Something's wrong here. And these are those principles that if we apply them, we can sidestep so much fitna. People get caught up and they fall in it, and we can decide step it. Because we got the principle. You can't come to me and say, oh, but the Sheikh said, okay. That's a delete. I'm going to stand in front of Allah and say the Sheikh said. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. That's not I'm not going to. If you feel safe to do that, that's your, that's your prerogative. I'm not doing that. I remember years ago, I was I was talking one of the, yani, got some advice, one of the senior, well, a senior student to me. Right, uh, and I asked him. I said, "Listen, you know, we, we here. You know, there's two ways you can, you can, uh, you can study fiqh, right, from the from the from the madhahib or from hadith. I, you know, like this. I said, what is the best way? What, 
what we think is the best way. He asked me a very simple question. He said, what do you feel more comfortable? Do you feel more comfortable standing in front of Allah? If Allah asks you about a certain thing that relates to your fiqh, saying, Imam so-and-so said, or saying, the Prophet said in this hadith. He said, what do you feel more comfortable with? I said, well, I feel more comfortable standing in front of Allah saying that your messenger said X, Y, and Z. He said, there's your answer. It's very simple. Right? There's your answer. Now, again, I don't want no one to think that you can't have a madhab. You could have a madhab. You could. It's fine. It's fine. I have a madhab. I'm hanbali. It's fine. I say that. It's fine. Right? As long as what? As long as you're basing everything on the proofs and the evidences. So just because Imam Ahmed said it, don't, don't make it true. If, if it coincides with proof and evidences, that's what we're clinging on to. The proof and evidence. Not that Imam Ahmed said it. But the proofs and the evidences that he brought, that's what we cling to. That's what we attach ourselves to. That Allah said, the Prophet said, that's what we attach ourselves to. That's our deen. That's Salafiyah. You follow what I'm saying? So this is what we have to do. This is what we have to cling on to and, sh and strive to understand. Because this is our deen. That makes sense? No. Nah. So, getting back to, the, to, to what we're talking about here, and the importance of clinging to the proofs and the evidences is because when you have knowledge and you understand the proofs and the evidences and you reflect upon the proofs and the evidences, now that really changes your life. As opposed to sitting and contemplating that Sheikh so-and-so says something. Don't connect yourself to personalities, to human beings. Connect yourself to the proofs and the evidences. Do you know, the last time, one of the advices that, subhanAllah, and the mashaykh, they know what's going on. They look, they, they, they're not yani, unaware of what's going on. Some more informed than others. Now, some are a little more informed than others, right? And it's due for various reasons, various reasons. One of those reasons, just to put it there, so people don't say, well, well he mentioned reasons, but he mentioned, you know, various reasons, but he mentioned one reason. I mean, not them type of people. One reason why some mashaykh are more informed than others of certain things that are going on right now is that what? Is that some are uh, more skilled in using social media. So a lot of stuff that goes on right now takes place on the form of social, on the platform of social media. So they see what's going on, they see this foolishness. Whereas those mashaykh who are not yani, as engaged in social media or don't use social media whatsoever, period, then of course they're not going to know about these things. Unless somebody tell them, other than that, they're not going to know about it. Why? Because they don't know the unseen. Right? Right or wrong? I mean, we're human beings, correct? The person that's sitting in this car right there, over right now, doing whatever, do any of us know what he's doing? No, we don't know what he's doing. That's unseen to us. Even though he's only 50 yards away, sitting in his car, doing whatever, saying whatever, we don't know what he's doing the same. We can't hear him. We can't see him. It's unknown to us. It's unseen to us. Right? We don't claim that any anybody has knowledge of the unseen, do we? We don't. Sufis do. Not us. We Salafis. <laughs> In reality, no no one knows the unseen except Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He revealed, yeah, certain things from the unseen to His messengers. Now. 
Hey, none of us are messengers, so we don't claim this. None of our mashaykh are messengers, so we don't claim that for them neither. So they don't. So they they uninformed of certain things and they don't know what's going on. Anyway, long story short, so many mashaykh from them, Sheikh Abdul Rahman Muhyiddin, Sheikh Abdul Rahman Muhyiddin, he kept saying, he kept giving advice, connect the people to the text, not to people, not to individuals, right? Subhanallah, okay. Right? That's what the Shaykh is when he told us. Right? More than one time he told us this. More than one time. But likewise, this this yani uh, the my the past my past visit to 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 Saudia, Sheikh after Sheikh after Sheikh kept saying the same thing. Connected people to the text. To the text. Naam. It is incumbent that we do that because that is what's, is what's going to change our lives and safeguard us. That's what's going to enrich us. That's what's really going to prepare us to meet our Lord. And this is what it's about. We have to prepare to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to strive for the Jannah. And we look at a lot of stuff that people are striving for. is not helping with that. Not at all. It's not helping with that. So I just want everyone to keep that in mind. But anyway, let's look. When we look at Allah Ta'ala's statement Those who believe in the unseen What was the understanding of those Sahaba as relates to belief in the unseen? Because that's something that's really important You know what, what Salafiyah? What, 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 what would we be saying? Salafiyah is what? To be upon the Kitab, the Sunnah Upon what? Understanding of the Salaf al-Salih. So what's the understanding of the Salaf al-Salih as relates to belief in the unseen? Like how important was it to them? The Shaykh, he mentions, he says that in Abdullah bin Mas'ud, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, قال, he said, Wallahi alladhi la ilaha illahu he said, by Allah, to whom none has the right to worship except but Him. By Allah, the one who none has the right to be worshipped except for Him. مَا آمَنَ أَحَدٌ بِأَفْضَلٍ مِنْ He said that no one believes in anything better than belief in the unseen. No one believes in anything better than belief in the unseen. So look, هَذَا الْوَصْفُ الْعَظِيمُ الْجَلِيلُ الَّذِي وَصَفَهُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى بِهِ عِبَادَهُ الْمُتَّقِينَ He said, so look, that this characteristic in which, yani this tremendous and noble characteristic in which Allah, this, the, 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 the most lofty, yani tabarak wa ta'ala, he describes his Yani, slaves who have taqwa with he describes them with Allah Ta'ala says Qal, he says those who believe in the unseen فالإيمانهم لا يتوقفوا على الحواس their iman is, is not restricted to their senses لأن كثيرا من الناس لا يؤمنون إلا بما يعرفه because many of the people they only they don't believe in anything that they don't know of by way of their senses. 
And the senses of the slave, then they are five. الذوق والشم والسمع والنظر واللمس is that يعني their taste, their smell, hearing, seeing, touch. Okay? فما لا يعرفه من خلال هذه الحواس لا يؤمن به ويجهده ويكون كافرا به so whatever they don't know by way of, the, of, of these senses, then they don't believe in it. And they are obstinate as relates to it and they reject it. And thus they are disbelievers as relates to it. They disbelieve in it. This is the characteristic of what? Of the kuffar. Those who only believe in what they could uh, taste, touch, smell, feel, whatever. You know what I mean? To the end of it, from those senses. Not that what they can taste, that what they can smell, they can hear, they can see, or they can touch. That's it. That's all they believe in. Yeah. So these individuals, right? These physicists and so on and so forth, and all these individuals, that's how they are. They only believe in, yeah, they quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote. That's what they claim. They liars. They kufar. I mean, yeah, they, oh, what's that? The kufar, you know what I mean? Right? They kufar. But they lie. They say, oh, we only believe in stuff that we can quantify. Yeah, but you can quantify Darwinism? That a monkey turn into a human? Come on, you can quantify that? You quantify that nonsense? No, you can't. But they believe in it. So they lies. But anyway, I'm saying that the saying so that we understand the level of these individuals, they're intelligent morons. And that's the reality of the situation. That's them. The believer, the believer, as far as the believer, he has this tremendous principle with him. What's this principle that the believer they have with them? Is that what? Is that they believe in everything that is unseen unto them that they were informed of by the messengers of Allah. They believe in it. The messenger of Allah, the messengers of Allah inform us about something, we believe in it. Why? Because they 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 conveying to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who knows better than the Khaliq? Who knows better about the Khalq than the Khaliq? Who knows better about the creation from the Creator? The Creator knows. The Creator has informed us of of of, 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 of the reality of the situation by way of his messengers. So we believe in it. But already right there, it gives you an indication, because you mentioned it before, right? Right, or right there, give you some indication of, 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 of the overall answers. He's like a build-up, you know what I mean? Is that what? Is that the messengers have informed us about aspects of the unseen that they that Allah Ta'ala conveyed, uh, yani, uh, revealed unto them so that they could convey it to us. How did it reach those messengers? By way of what? The angels. It came down what? Those books were revealed to who? To the messengers, so on and so forth, you see? <laughs> That's like a little sneak peek, right? But anyway. Okay. So... فَيَدْخُلُوا تَحْتَ هَذِهِ الْجُمْلَةِ So it enters under this in general أُصُولُ الْإِيمَانِ كُلُّهَا So all of the Iman enters into this in general نعم وَلِهَذَا قَالَ أَبُوْ عَالِيَ And for this reason أَبُوْ عَالِيَ وَغَيْرُهُ مِنَ الْإِمَّةِ التَّفْسِيرِ أَبُوْ عَالِيَ and other than him from the scholars and the imams of tafsir فيما نقله ابن ابن جرير وابن كثير وغير وغيرهما from that which ابن جرير the great imam imam ابن جرير imam كثير and other than him they mention as imam Abu Ali and others from مفسرونه they have said 
that alladhina yu'minuna bil ghaib that those who believe in unseen ay alladhina yu'minuna billah those who believe in Allah we believe in Allah have you seen Allah no but you believe in Allah correct طيب والملائكه and believe in the angels have you seen an angel no we believe in angels نعم والكتب and the books the Quran نعم we have the Quran والله الحمد طيب the other books the, the previous books in the original forms we got them no we don't have them but we believe in them right والرسل and the messengers have we seen the messengers no we believe in them even those believers who, who saw certain messengers didn't see others. This, this is a belief that is shared amongst what? Because remember we said that these six are beliefs that are shared amongst all the believers ever. Ever. All the believers ever. All had the same belief in these six. So those, for example, those be uh, uh, those those believers in the time of of, of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, or those believers believers in the time of 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 of, of, of Noah or of, of, of Musa, so on and so forth. Man, when it was foretold that other prophets were going to come, those other prophets were in the future. So that was for them unseen. They don't know about them. They know about the prophet they with, but they don't know about the other ones. Likewise for the Sahaba, Sahaba now they knew the prophet sallallahu but they didn't know about Isa. Isa was, you know, five, six hundred some odd years before them. So that was unseen for them. Yahya. Ya'qub. Musa. Ibrahim. Nuh. Alayhim. Unseen for them. It happened so long ago, they, they didn't see. So it was unseen. Right? So, they believe in the unseen. So far as us, we haven't seen any of the prophets. Any of the messengers. So it's so, so us, is unseen. So we believe in them. Ma'am, bay. Well, Anybody saw the day of judgment yet? You seen it? I ain't seen it. No one has seen it. So it's unseen to us. And what's important too, as Sheikh Islam to me, he mentioned inside of Aqidah wa Subqiyah, is that what? Is that what enters into belief in the day of judgment is a belief in everything that will happen after death. Everything that will happen after death, and, you know, beyond. So from the, the time we yeah, we've been informed of what happened when you die until the end, you know, all of that enters into belief in the day of judgment. That's what it means. So what what's, what's going to happen when the angels are taking your soul, right? We get an ayat in the Quran that points us to what belief in the in the, five, in the six articles of faith. It's linked to what belief in the, in the last day. Also linked to the belief in the angels. Because this is part of their functionality. The Malukumuni come and take the, the sake the soul. Angel of death. You see, it's, it's, it's linked. It's all there. It's all there. It's, but it's very important that we be able to recognize and to appreciate it. Now, like the white man's, Qadr khayri hi wa sharri. Qadr khayri hi wa sharri. This is the unseen to us. We don't know. What Allah Ta'ala has decreed. We believe in it. That which we see from what Allah Ta'ala has yani, decreed. Okay, alhamdulillah. But there's so many aspects about that we don't fully understand. We don't know, right? We don't know. You marry this woman right now. Allah decreed for you to marry this woman. You don't know what has been decreed from the khay to come from this woman. Why? That's years away. Years away, right? 
Imam Malik, we talk about Imam Malik, right? Imam Malik's father, he married a woman and he didn't see her, yeah, and he didn't like see her until after he married her. He didn't see it after he married her. So once he saw her, he didn't like her. Physically, he didn't like her. And she was very intelligent, so she was able to see that he didn't say anything disrespectful to anything like this, but she was able to see that he didn't like her. He didn't like her, right? So she mentioned it to him, she said, perhaps there's much benefit in that which you don't like. Perhaps Allah put a lot of benefit in that which you don't like. When he saw her say that, he realized her intelligence, right? He saw her intelligence, her character, her strength of character, her intelligence, her iman, so on and so forth, right? And this is a good, this is a good uh, reminder for the sisters as well, because she had, she had confidence. She still had confidence. Right? She didn't have, uh, she didn't look at herself in a bad way. She didn't have self-esteem problems. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have self-esteem problems. And, and, and our sisters need to realize that. Is that regardless of whatever the case is, don't, don't, don't allow uh, an artificial standard of beauty to dictate who you are and to make you feel the way about yourself. Don't have to have no, anything upon you. Because all of these things are relative. What's pretty to one is not pretty to another. What's pretty now may not be pretty tomorrow. You, you follow? And so on and so on. These things really are, don't mean anything. They're irrelevant. They really don't mean anything. Because yeah, I need to, for, the, for the believer that's striving against the gender, everybody in gender is beautiful. Every, all the men in gender are handsome. All the women in gender are beautiful. So that's the goal. Anyway, long story short. So when he saw her intelligence, he kept her. He said, okay, she's very smart. She's very intelligent. She has, I like the religion. He kept her. And then from that union came Matt Malik. Allah you see? Came okay, Malik, right? So in any way, when one, re when one reflects on the yeah, belief in, 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 in Qadr, of the, that the believer has, it helps them on so many levels of their life, day in and day out, it's of extreme importance, of extreme importance. Um, like all of these beliefs, all of the beliefs in the, in, the, in the six articles, they help us in our life, they enrich our life in this world and in the next. So these things are tremendous, tremendous importance. In any event, Yani also Yani Wulbad, Yani Badin Mot and the being resurrected after the death. All of this enters into Allah Ta'ala's statement, Al Ladina Yukminuna Bil those who believe in the unseen. So now we go back and we say, Okay, these ayat from Surah Al Baqarah, you're saying that inside of these first yani uh, yani these first five ayat, then there is uh Dalil which points to belief in the last day. What's from? What's one of those proofs and evidences that point to belief in, the, in, in uh, excuse me, that point to belief in the articles of Iman? What portion from those verses is one of the portions of the verses that point to these beliefs? Is what? Is what part? Huh? Those who believe in the unseen. Now that's one of them. There's some more that that point to other portions of it, but that one points to belief in what? In the six articles, the belief in the unseen. That makes sense? So from the proofs and the evidences which points to belief in the articles of Iman is the belief in the unseen. Right? Belief in the unseen. Why? Why? <laughs> no, you're right, because all of it what? It 
Right. So it all it all enters into the unseen, right? So all of all of the the, the arcana of iman, all six of them, they enter into the unseen. They enter into the unseen. So when you say belief in the unseen, that encompasses all of them. So just that portion of the of 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 of, of, of the verse is a proof and an evidence which points to the articles of iman. That makes sense. That points to the articles of Iman Because all six articles of Iman Or all six pillars of Iman Are unseen They're unseen to us So by, by believing in the unseen It encompasses belief in Allah In his angels In the books In the messengers In the last day In Qadr Khayri wa Shar Naam That makes sense? Just that one portion so now we go back to the question we asked a long time ago, right? And we just answer to ourselves. How many of us have read through the Quran, have read this verse in particular, have read this portion of the verse in particular, and picked up on all of that? So you see that? So, so when we say, right, when we say that, yani, we have to connect ourselves to the people of knowledge. See, if you want knowledge, you connect yourself to the people of knowledge. Because they have it. In fact, the Bushay Lagarti, the one who's a pride of something, he can't give it to you. Right? So we want ilm of the religion. So we go to what? To the people that have ilm of the religion. Because that's how this religion is, 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 is passed down. The Sahaba taught the Tabi'un, the Tabi'un taught the Atbat Tabi'in, so on and so forth. And so today, right now. That's why you find the same belief of the Imams of 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 of, of Sunnah wa Jama'ah in our day and time is the same belief of the Sahaba. That's what they, you know, and the same in the Sahaba where they get their belief from the Prophet It's from the Wahi It's from the two revelations. Right? But this is how it is. It was taught down, taught, 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 taught. So if you want to get taught, you wanna you wanna what you have to connect to what to the ulama. You can't get it from just reading books. You can't. Books help. Books help and they're a tool. Books help and they're a tool. Right? They're a tool in your arsenal. Books, recordings, whether that recording be whatever platform it is. It could be, you know, old school tape, right? C D, right? Little more modern MP3, whatever. Yeah. It helps. Those things help. But to really, really, really benefit, you gotta take it from the early man gotta take it from the ulama. And that's and that's the balance of Ahl Sunnah with Jama'ah because the Ahl Ahl Sunnah we in the middle. We in the middle. We're not like those who have disrespect for the ulama. Right? Like the Khawarij. Disrespect for the ulama. Right? And we're not like those who over venerate the ulama like the Sufi. They 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 they, they you know they uh they go overboard in their in their respect for you know what they call quote unquote ulama, right? Ahl Sunnah is in the middle. We have tremendous respect for the ulama. We know their status. We know their level. We know their superiority. We we understand that. But at the same time, we let we leave it at that. We don't let it go too far now, where we start to. Yeah, and he glorified them beyond their scope, and now whatever they say is 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 you know is is like like you know we make them infallible that they can't make mistakes. No, that's we're not. 
that's not correct. That's not true. That's not what the Prophet ﷺ taught. Not at all. That's not what the Sahaba were upon. We don't find it in the Quran. We don't find it in the Sunnah. We don't find that from the way of the Salaf of this Ummah. You know why? Because it's not from Salafiyyah. Period. Right? So, the, yeah, the Shaykh goes on to mention more, and inshallah ta'ala, we'll, we'll pick up and continue this discussion. But there's one point when we're talking about belief in the last, belief in the unseen, uh, yani, and just in general, from the principles of our religion, a statement that I love and I want to just mention it, right, as it comes here. And that is that من الله الرسالة From Allah is the message وعن الرسول البلاغ And upon the messenger is the conveying of that message وعلينا تسليم And upon us is to submit And upon us is to submit نعم And that is something of tremendous importance we have to connect ourselves to the texts of the Qur'an and the Sunnah upon their proper understanding and we have to submit to them and we will see our lives enhanced and be enriched tremendously uh, ف... و... Jazakumullahu khayra.